and gentlemen, welcome to the Peak Endurance Podcast with your host, Isabel Ross. As a personal trainer, accredited endurance coach, and now podcast host, Isabel is bringing you the best advice, tips, and tricks for health and athletics. Two Australian trail championships, a 24-hour track race, six-foot track marathon, and has represented Australia three times at the long-distance mountain running world championships. I mean, I guess you could say ain't no valley high or mountain low that she can't run, right? I mean, it's the other way around. Anyways, let's just say she knows a thing or two about running. Did I mention that Isabel has raced all over the world, including participating in the notorious Barkley Marathons? So, yeah, she knows her stuff. You'll be sure to get all your questions answered and maybe even a runner's high just by listening to the advice and good vibes of the Peak Endurance Podcast. My name's Michelle, and I took part in Peak Endurance's workshop on mastering your menstrual cycle. I can honestly say that this workshop has given me a new perspective on life. It's equipped me with the knowledge to understand my own body and the phases of the menstrual cycle that it goes through. I found it particularly fascinating that I could relate to the content almost instantly and why there were days where I felt sluggish to run or days where I felt invincible in the gym. Isabel's workshop has provided me with the tools to fuel better and train smarter. Hello and welcome to the Peak Endurance Podcast. Welcome. See, he actually gets I to am. say welcome now. <laughs> I've been upgraded. <laughs> to co-host rather than sidekick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, here we are again, Isabel and Ron. Um, on the Peak Endurance Podcast in your ears for your listening pleasure. Um, and we are here to um, update on um, 100K race number two is done. Um, so a week apart and I have done obviously everything that I would not let a client do. Well, I would let a client do it, but I, only if I had worked with them a long time and knew exactly where they were at and we'd work towards yeah. being able to, for the body to handle it. Anyway, we will get into those details. Um, so as you know, we, Ron and I did the trail walker together and that went well. We talked about that in the last pod. This one, um, a week later, I signed up for um, Buffalo Stampede 100. I've done the 75 there before. So I sort of kind of knew the course and um, I knew what I was in for. So I had a long time to dread mix track um, and um, yeah. And so. And when asked if I wanted to do it as well, the answer was thanks, but no thanks. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> then I could have had someone to suffer with yeah. the whole time. Yeah. So anyway, um, basically my recovery from um, trail walker went fine. And then, um, you know, so we went up to Bright on the Friday. Just just, um, just to step back, what was your recovery? Yes. So, good question. Um, Sunday, well, it, because it was a Friday night, which was really yeah. disconcerting because then it, I, I, it, was a, it was hard to understand yeah. what day of the week it was. Saturday, we did nothing. Mm -hmm. Sunday, we went for a two-hour cruisy mountain bike ride. And we're only riding mountain bikes because that's the only bikes we got. Yeah. We rode them on the bike path. So easy peasy. Yeah. 
Um, and then Monday. Monday, I think you might have gone for a walk. I think I went for a walk Monday morning. I'm just going to look at my Strava. Um, Monday, I went for a walk. And then on um, Tuesday, oh, no. Oh, yes, yes. Okay. No, that's that, this hundred. This is great podcasting, isn't it? Um, no, I went for a run on the Monday. It was. No, you didn't. Oh. Okay. So I went for a run on the Wednesday. I walked. I did go for a run on the Monday. I'm sure I did because it was really slow. I did. Oh, okay. Yeah, and it felt horrible and clunky. Then the Tuesday I walked right. because it had felt so horrible and clunky. Then Wednesday I um did go for a run. I did some repeats of some description mm -hmm. um, just to kind of try and like a rust buster almost. Right. Um, and then Thursday was another easy run of 10K. Mm -hmm. Like each time it was only 10K. So I only did yep. 30Ks in the lead up. And um, then I had a rest day Friday. Right. Right. So I had basically two rest days in the lead up. One yep. of them was a walk. Yep. Okay. And it was like a 5K walk. Um, so, um, so then, um, we drove up Friday around lunchtime yep. because you worked in the morning. Yep. I went and got, a I got a massage on the Monday and then a massage on the Friday, just easy massages, nothing, um, too deep and horrible. Um, and I made sure, you know, I was eating really well, doing all those things, but I did notice I was a bit tired. So on the Friday morning, like you get up at quarter past five yep. to go to work. I said, let me sleep in. And I got up at 6.30 and I actually slept. Oh, golly. Um, yeah, I actually slept, which I don't, um, lately I haven't been able to do sleeping yeah. in. So I was tired. And then um, we drove there and I fell asleep on the drive, didn't I? Yeah. So um, probably from about an hour and a half into the drive, you fell asleep. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and it was a weird sleep. It wasn't a nice sleep. Um, I was saying to Ron when when I finally woke up, it was like I was drugged because I fell asleep and I was in an uncomfortable position, but I couldn't I couldn't wake myself up and I wanted to wake myself up. It was like I was drugged and um and a few times I tried to wake myself up and I literally couldn't. Hmm. And eventually I did just before, well, I can't even remember, not that far out from Bright, I managed to wake myself up. Just, uh, just as we were coming off the freeway in, in Glen Rollins. That's right, yes. Yeah. And so it was probably, what, an hour from there, 45 yeah. minutes or so. Yeah. And then we unpacked, went into town, and I said to Ron, I still feel like I haven't woken up. Hmm. Um, and I just I just didn't feel, I felt weird. I don't know, something something weird. And and I knew lunch hadn't gone down well. That didn't, something about lunch, no, no I don't know. But anyway, didn't really think about it. Yeah. And we went and got pizza for dinner, which was yummy. It was yummy, yeah. Which you had for lunch today, the yeah, leftovers. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Waste not, want not. Right, that's right. Um, it's good for dinner, good for lunch. Oh, yeah, it's even better for lunch. Um, and so, yeah, so then um, we went to bed relatively early. Yeah, we had a we had a reasonably early night, yeah. When you're, when you're away and it's crappy region, yeah, TV, we, there's it, nothing to do didn't anyway. Bother, we didn't bother putting the telly on because there's nothing to watch unless, you know, unless the voice is on. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, we read instead. Yeah, so we just read, went to bed. Yeah, and read. yeah. 
And um, so then we were up bright and early. Mm-hmm. Uh, the alarm went off at 4.25. <laughs> Which was horrible. Yeah. Um, and, and I always managed to sleep fairly well before races. I didn't so well before this one. I don't know why. Once again, it wasn't that I was nervous. Nerves have never stopped me from sleeping before a race. Even when I have been particularly o- overly nervous before a race, it doesn't generally stop me. Um, but I certainly, I was, you know, it's always good to have a little bit of nerves. And I did because I didn't know how my body was going to handle doing two 100K so close together. And quite frankly, on no training pretty much. Yeah. Because um, like we said, before Trail Walker, our longest run was 36K and we did one hill session. Yeah. I, and I was thinking about it during the race when I was lamenting the lack of hill sessions. The last time we did hill sessions was October. <laughs> yeah, yeah. because as soon as um, we found out about Coast to Cozzy, we stopped doing yeah, hill sessions. Yeah, we stopped doing all the big hills yeah. and, you know, getting into the hills and getting lots of vert. So we hadn't really done any vert of any consequence since late October. Yeah. Now, my legs, let me know about it later in the race. Let me assure you. But um, so anyway, so got up. So I hadn't slept perfectly, but, you know, whatever. And then I I started to eat, I couldn't eat finished breakfast because it was making me feel sick and f- too full, had a coffee, and then I did a bit of a vomit on the way to the start yeah. line, um, which left me with all acid all up my throat and even in my mouth, even rinsing it, nothing. It was pretty horrible. And, yeah, that basically was set the stage for the um <laughs> for the rest of the run, didn't it? Yeah, that's right. Right from the um, from the get go, you know, food. Yeah. Um, was made my stomach cramp, yeah. mm. and um, and the thought of it, it made me like I'm not a vomiter, you know, I've never have been, but oh my god, I just the whole run, I felt like I wanted to vomit, and I almost wished I could vomit just because I whatever, I just wanted, just really wanted to vomit, and I hate vomiting like more than anything, um, more than mixed track. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but, um, you know, so we just did what we could and you bought the food that you could. And, um, and I did say to you, like, you're like, there's clear spot is the first checkpoint. And I was still feeling basically okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then met you at Urban. Yep. And I said to you then, oh, I'm starting to feel a bit of fatigue in my legs. Didn't yeah. I? Yeah. So that was yep. 24 Ks in. I was starting to feel the fatigue and, from the previous week. And I knew, you know, because you only had a small climb up big walk yeah. you know you'd be fine yeah <laughs> only a small, 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 <laughs> a small walk. 10, 10 kilometers 10 kilometers so away. i am um, and and because i'd only had the one coffee and normally i have more coffees during the day i got some peak chocolate i had a strip of the caffeine one and the yellow energy one and gee that gave me a boost yep. up there but kind of that was ran, ran out by the time i got to the top um and then um and i didn't really I, I nibbled on, I was nibbling on little bits of sandwich. You know, once again, I did the sandwiches, cut off the crust, which once you do that, it's really not a lot of food. So I had one Vegemite sandwich with all the cut, crust cut off in that. And then I think I got halfway through the next ham one, couldn't eat any of my um, sushi, um, even though I bought a whole heap. While you were doing the big uh, climbing up Mount Buffalo, I went into town and bought a pie. Because I said, oh, I made a pie, buy yeah. a pie. <laughs> yeah. Of which you had. This, two... was what, this was the day before. Yeah. Yeah. Of which you had two bites. Of, oh. and, and which I spat one of them spat, <laughs> spat, took a bite of the, the, the crust, pastry, yeah. spat that out, took a bite of the meat, and that was pretty much it. And I think I was grimacing the whole time, <laughs> wasn't I? That was at the top of um, Buffalo. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so it was really hard going 
because I couldn't eat. That was the major problem. Like the lack of heels in my legs I can deal with because I can push myself through that. But when you've got no energy to push mm. yourself, that's when it gets really, really hard. Yeah. How, what did it look like from your perspective? What are your... Well, I wasn't... I, I knew you were struggling to eat, but you hadn't... Because I was still giving you food, because I was still giving you the sandwiches at the aid <laughs> stations, and you, you didn't seem to be giving me food back. So I, I wasn't... I did occasionally give you a plastic bag, but yes. Yeah. I wasn't sure, you know... I wasn't aware that you weren't eating anything. I was. I was really trying. Yeah. Um, but I, I was still trying, like at each age station, trying to give you food and trying to make you know. Yeah. Oh, you weren't. Keep, you know, keep trying to eat. I know. I know. And and um, bless you, but there wasn't really because every you were like, well, what do you want to eat? And I'm like, well, nothing. Because yeah. just thinking of food made me want to bath. Um, and you know, I was still drinking water at that stage, but I could hear my stomach making the most God awful noises. And then it was gurgling with water as well. Cause all I had in it was water and it was just making these horrible sloshings and gurglings and, oh, it was just horrendous. The noises my stomach was making, which wasn't helping me. And what I find interesting was like, normally when I'm hit a bit of a dark patch, I put music on and that really helps. Music didn't help. It was almost annoying. One thing I did notice, though, you were still passing people. Like yeah. you were still, because, you know, when you're standing around at the aid station waiting for someone to come in, you see the same faces each time, the same runners, yeah. you know, because you're generally running at that, that, that yes. same pace. And I did notice that people that you were starting behind, particularly on the ones with the big climbs, you were finishing in front of. Yeah. And then there were some people that would come into the aid station in front of you but we're still in the aid station when you were leaving. Yeah, because they were eating and I yeah. wasn't. <laughs> so you weren't, you were yeah. still, yeah, you I know, was still moving. moving. Along, yeah. You know, I did start, I did slow later, but we'll get to mm. that. Um, and I was, I was also just out of interest keeping um, a record yes, of that. how far in front of the cutoffs you were at each aid station. And that was increasing every, oh, okay. every aid station, it was yeah. increasing by about uh, up to half an hour yeah. or more. Because that was one thing before the race I'd been concerned about, only because I didn't know what the effect of having a previous 100K in my legs yeah. a week before would be like, was would I make the cutoffs? But I was yeah. miles in, in yeah, front of you them, were, wasn't I? Yeah. You were miles in front and getting further in front. Yeah, so, yeah. so which, was, which um, was one relief. Yeah, so I could tell that you even though you weren't eating well, you were still moving okay. Yeah, and and that's because because I've had these... I mean, I think this was something different because I did say to you later, this is something I've never I've never felt this bad sick wise mm -hmm. ever in any running event. Um, but I am kind of used to running on fumes. Yeah. Because um because of my dietary issues, I find it really hard to find anything that um that goes down yeah. and and doesn't make me feel sick. So once again it was a um tour of the toilets of <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> every every aid station you went into, the Absolutely. first thing you did. Every aid station was a toilet stop. I swear to God. But you know what? They had toilets. They had poor loose. Yeah, they did. And for that I am thankful because once again, like I thought it was just Trail Walker who had all the toilets. I mean they had a lot of toilets. It was brilliant. Um but um even single track events they'd put port loose at all the aid stations. Yeah. And that was really, really good and kudos to them as well. Because you know, not putting a portaloo at an aid station is really not catering to the female um, 
demographic, yeah. which is like really unfair. So um, any races that don't do that, I know they are expensive. I get it. I'd rather pay a bit more for entry and have toilets. Hmm. Um, you know, and I think most women would agree. And I think men would be happy to pay a little bit extra to keep the women happy too, you know, so yeah. it's only fair. Yeah. Um, so um, that was, that was great. And it was a relief. Um in more ways than one. <laughs> um, so, you know, but yes, I just kept moving on and then, um, you know, got up to the chalet and and obviously I've run to the horn, run, walk, whatever you call it, to the horn before as part of the Seven Peaks, but we did it differently because obviously you can't send all of those runners on the road. We yeah. did little bits on the road, but it was lots of single track and it was really lovely. It was really good. And um, I think the course was great. And when I was chatting with people out there, I got a lot of feedback from other runners about how fantastic the course was, even though they were working hard or suffering or whatever. Everybody loved the course. Yeah. In previous in previous years with the Buffalo Stampede, when it was a 75, apart from a bit of a loop up once yeah. you get up to the top, it was basically just an just out and back. back. Yeah, it was yeah. out and back. The loop at the top, but yeah, an out and back. Yeah. Whereas, so, whereas this year, you, there was only a, like parts where you couldn't possibly go a different way. Yes, like um where, from yeah. Urban to Buckland. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. But um but you know it was a great course, a really good course. If you're looking for a, a challenging course, not just with vert but with nice technical trail too, um you, you will love this course. And everybody I've spoken to, every, even people who really suffered, hmm. all said that they think it was a fantastic course. And like I said, even on the run, um I was talking to people um and and everybody yep. loved it. Yep. So, you know, it is a great race to do and I really loved it, but mm. it was just one of those days where I was suffering from the start and that's okay because I've had that before. Um, what's interesting is at Trailwalker, you know, when Imran and I, we were talking at one point and he was talking about the tough races I've done. He said, what's the toughest race you've done? And I said to him, I can't say that because every race when I do it, I go, oh, my God, that was the toughest. <laughs> Didn't think that after Trailwalker, to be fair. Yeah. But, um, you know, they're all tough in their own way for a different reason. Like this was tough because of my stomach. Um, but also, I mean, it is a tough course. Mm -hmm. It is. But, you know, that's, that's why we do it. If we wanted an easy course, then um, we wouldn't sign up for this sort of thing. You would do, you would do, you would choose it for what you want, Yeah. you know, and um, there's no judgment on people who don't want to do tough courses. Like we don't all have to go Ooh, and do these really yeah. hard, tough courses. Like I don't think they're necessarily for everyone. And you got to do what suits you. And and I personally felt, seeing as how well I was doing on the hills, considering I had no food in me, that hills really are my thing. Are. Like really, Absolutely. you know, that my body just clicks into gear going, yep, I know what I'm doing. Let's, all right, let's drag this crazy woman up the hills, <laughs> you know, and um, it just kicks in. So anyway, I got to the horn, um, which is is great too, you know, and then came back down and then, you know, a few little undulations and climbs and then um, back to the chalet. Yeah, for people who don't know, Mount Buffalo is actually a very long mountain. Yeah. It's a, it's a long, narrow mountain. So once you're at the top where the chalet is... You're not at the top. You're not... It's not actually the highest point of Buffalo. The highest point of Buffalo is at the opposite end of the, mm. of the mountain range. So about... So it's about 10... 10K. Plus 10 or 11Ks from the chalet to the, to the highest yeah. point. Yeah. Which which is the furthest point as well. Yeah. So to get yeah to get to the highest point, you actually have to traverse the mountain. Yeah. Yeah. So um, but it's it's a beautiful spot, and um, everyone I met was lovely. 
I didn't really speak to many volunteers on the aid stations because I had you. Yeah, you didn't so... go to any of the aid no, stations. No, I didn't go to any of the aid stations. So, and to be honest, that was one thing maybe they were lacking in a bit was good food, mm -hmm. like chips and lollies. Once again, I don't. Not for a hundred k. Not for hundred k. <laughs> that, that might be good for a half half a marathon, half regular marathon. marathon. Yeah, but not not for hundred k. Hundred k needs more. No, no, you need more. And not all the aid stations even had noodles. And even then, noodles. Mm, I think we can do better. Yeah. You know, you hear about the American races, the kinds of food they have. Soup. Soup is oh, a simple thing. And not cup of soup, for yeah. the love of God. <laughs> that is just crap. Yeah. Like, seriously. Um, so, you know, decent soup. Get get a volunteer. Their volunteer job could be just making soup. They don't even have to attend on the day. You know, yeah. something like that. Um, you need real food. Mm. Chips and lollies is really not going to cut it for a lot of people maybe yeah. for the front runners but even then they wouldn't eat that they've got their own stuff gels yeah. and whatnot yeah so i don't know who it's for because it's it's not sustaining food no. anyway enough of my rant <laughs> um but yeah so but it is in saying that i couldn't eat anything anyway but yeah. you know but maybe if there'd been some choices to look at and i would have liked some soup mm. um but you know woulda coulda whatever yeah so then um, went to the chalet, then went down from the chalet um, and my um, foot was starting to hurt. My left foot, the knuckle of the big toe was starting to hurt. And I thought because I bought a Loving the Calderas, the Brooks Calderas, loving them. Wore them at Trail Walker, Walker. They were great. But I bought a size up and, and I didn't want to tighten them too much because that was the issue last time was they were a bit too tight. That's why I got a size up. But because they were a bit loose... <laughs> on the because uh, buffalo is very rocky so it, it would move a lot like right. loose it normally wouldn't matter so much because of the rockiness and the technicality of the nature uh, nature of the terrain it was moving a bit which was influencing that right. but um yeah so that was hurting um so then we went to urban yep once again um didn't eat anything didn't, didn't eat anything i tried to give her some some more sandwich i think you might have taken a nutella Yes, I did a little bit of that, you know, that of the little, because the squares, honestly, the squares that I cut are like one and a half centimetres yeah. by one and a half centimetres, yeah. right? And so I maybe ate three or four of them. <laughs> Which equates to about a quarter of a sandwich. If that. Yeah. Um, um, and um, ran downhill, um, went, oh, no, so that's, we're already at yeah. Urban. So then, yeah, so then I had to go... Um, over the clear spot because you're not allowed to go to the Buckland no, Valley. There wasn't there was an extra aid station at the Buckland Valley, but yeah. um, crew were not allowed. So I had to go some there. Coke there, um, just a few sips of Coke, because I figured, well, that's calories. Mm -hmm. um, and I had been drinking some ginger yeah. beer, yeah, not a lot, you know, and some Coke, mm -hmm. not a lot. I found even the Coke wasn't going down. Like normally, I can at least drink Coke, and at least drink ginger beer, but yeah. I couldn't even drink them. Anyway, yeah. um, so then from um oh from Buckland Valley, oh my god, like the snake, snake hills or whatever. Oh, that was that's when my legs went, Oh, you gotta be kidding me, Isabel. <laughs> I, I did hear while I was waiting up the top, I did hear there were couple, like a couple of guys came in and they were just saying I, I thought it would never end. Like yes. every time you thought you were done. Yes. Um it was just an undulation and you yeah. would start to climb again. I know, because I'd go, Oh, that did oh, that no, that's yeah. not and honestly, my legs, that feeling of just nothing in them, like literally nothing in them. And I actually started to feel like I was going to pass out. 
from lack of energy. Yeah. Like my body was just going to go, no, we've got to shut this down because this is getting ridiculous. That's what it felt like. Mm -hmm. So I slowed the pace even more if that was even humanly possible. And just to go back to Europe, and one thing um, we did notice and I commented when um, you came into the aid station was that you were starting That's to learn. Right. I was getting my lean, which if you've seen photos of me from GSER when I won that, I had a terrible lean. But I didn't get that lean until 40 hours in. Yeah. And I also got the same lean at the 24-hour track race I did. Once again, didn't get that lean until 23 hours in. We were not at that level yet. No, no. I mean, you were... Of what time was it? it was about four or four, four no 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 it was about four no no it was about five thirty or something oh was it okay. down at europe down yeah, at europe. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah so you've been going for about 12 hours 12 hours roughly. which is nothing really yeah. for me um and and i could feel the lean as i was coming into europe and going oh shit I'm, i can feel i'm starting to lean mm. this is not good this means i've been pushing myself too hard and so, yes, I did back it off for that yep. reason. And then when I felt like my legs, and honestly, I, I honestly felt a bit woozy and like I could potentially, not, not that I would, but, you know, felt like my body was like getting ready to, to you know, hmm. whatever. So um, I just, you know, oh, my God, some of those hills are so slow. But then I noticed everyone was slow. Like yeah. everyone was slow. Yeah. But, um, you know, um. I was slowing more than I would have wanted and more than I would have if I had trained for hills. Yeah. You know, like that's, even with no food, if I trained for hills, I would have gone faster. And that's right. And, you know, when you say everyone else was slowing down, um, I would say, yes, but that's when you start passing people. That's normally when I, other yeah. people start slowing down, you don't. Yes. Normally. And that's your strength. That's right. But I had no strength. Yeah. <laughs> so for more reasons, for more than one reason, you yeah. know, it wasn't just that... Um, I was feeling under the weather, it was that um, my legs weren't strong enough, you know, and I, I will accept that. And I know that what I did is not something I would recommend. Oh, I've got the timer. Mm -hmm. um, not something I would recommend for anybody. I did it because I have been doing this for a long time. I know what my body is capable of. If you're, I would not recommend it for anyone else. Like I just know my body so well now that I know I can push it and it won't break. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I do know my body fairly well, but it's not for everyone. And it's actually probably pretty bad for most people. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, but anyway, finally got to freaking clear spot when I, and, and I kind of know that last bit of climb and I kept waiting to get onto that last bit of climb. I remember it from, you know, when I've done yeah. the stampede before and I knew it and I finally, and I was like, yay. And, um, I sat down and I said to Ron, I need to sit down for 10 minutes and eat because I was really scared that I was going to get halfway up mix and and not actually be able to keep going. Mm. I was feeling a bit concerned that, you know, because I know I can push myself, but then I thought, how, how much can I push myself? There will yeah. come a point when my body goes, no, you yeah. can't push yourself anymore. No. And I didn't want to reach that. So I said, I've got to eat. And bless your cotton socks. You'd been to the burger trolley and you'd gotten me a chicken wrap and Chips, they look delicious. Was, I'm sure, were they nice? Oh, they, the chips were because I did get myself some. They, well. Yeah, I knew you they, they were pretty good chips. They looked like the kind of chips yeah. I would like because I'm very fussy <laughs> on hot chips because I figure why waste the calories on shit chips? I yeah. only like good ones and they looked good and salty the way I like them. And the wrap was awesome except the chicken was spicy, but it had lettuce and cucumber in it. And, oh, my God, that actually went down fairly well. So I sort of ate the soggy bit of wrap and this lettuce and the 
cucumber, which sounds disgusting, but it was actually all right. And I didn't, it wasn't heaps, but mm. compared to what I'd been eating. Oh yeah, it was heaps compared to what you'd eaten <laughs> yeah. so far. And it, and just sitting down for 10 minutes. And and what I then did was I didn't just sit down, but I actually, um I do what I tell my people to do, my people, my people, yeah. um, the people who are doing my um, mental training um, workshops is, you know, you've got to brace yourself and tell yourself, yes, this, you can't just go do all the mental training work and, oh, now it's all going to be easy. No, you've got to brace yourself for it being hard. So I just sat there and I, you know, basically said, all right, this is going to be hard. It's going to be horrible, but it's okay. This is what I signed up for. This was part of what I wanted to do was to challenge myself and you're going to do it. You know, you're not going to DNF. You can physically do it. You don't want to DNF and then go, oh, shit. You know, the remember tomorrow mantra that I have, you know, yeah. I don't want to wake up tomorrow and go, I actually could have done it. So yeah. I know I'm going to finish it. So there's no point in just sooking about it, even if it's internal. Um, just get there and do it. But I needed to spend a little bit of time to focus and do that because while you're climbing the hills, you're so in the moment, you can't do that. Yeah. Um, so I had to just get my head in the right spot because I had been kind of getting into a bit of a bad spot. So I spent, you know, 10 minutes having a little something to eat, um, getting my head sorted, and then I went off and I felt so much better. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say great, but so much better than I had felt. And mix was horrible, but it, it wasn't that bad, Yeah, really. I mean, firstly, you had you came down off Queer Spot to Baker's Gully. Yes. And, but that's which right. was only in there, yeah. five or six cases yeah, yeah. Um, from Queer Spot. Um, and once so, again, they even had a portaloo there. Like, yeah, so awesome. That's right. Yeah, um, and that was basically the the I think the aid station say right, you're ready. You know, now you've got <laughs> now you've got this awesome climb in front of you. Yeah, because I mean, normally at you know because Clear Spot I think was at about eighty eight k. So normally, well, ninety two according to my watching. Can yeah. I tell you that messed with my head because I was like, is it eighty eight k? We're at eighty nine. We're at ninety. We're at ninety one. <laughs> this is like a nightmare. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Go but on. on paper, it was at eighty eight k's, and you wouldn't yeah. expect to have another aid station between that and the finish line. But um, they do. But because... they do because mixed track, I think, you know, is such a ball buster that um, mm. that you kind of need to. Well, as as I tell the story, I once one of the stampedes I did, I got to the bottom there at Baker's Gully and I was like, oh, whinging once again to the aid station. Go, oh, God, how am I going to do this? And he's like, have a Coke. It's it's legs in a cup, fresh <laughs> legs in a cup. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it was fresh legs, but it was something, it was sugar. Anyway, I didn't have, I think I had another bite of you the did, Yeah, there. you did, yeah. did have a little bit more of that wrap yeah. at the bottom. Yeah, that was actually... I'm, I want to go back there and actually get it properly and the chips because, yeah. God, they look good. Um, so, yeah, so got up um, mix whilst inspecting all the, the insects on the ground because I was, you know, pretty close to it because it's so flipping steep. Yeah. Um, got up that and, oh, when you get out onto the road, it's like, oh, Nirvana. <laughs> I just kept telling myself just when you get to that road because I know it's then it's just a gradual sort of a V yeah. climb yeah. to Mystic. And then I knew from Mystic it was pretty much all downhill. And um, you go down, I think it's Emily's, I don't know what it's called. You go down and it's, it is quite steep, but it was like, you know, you're so close. It was like, yeah. woo. And I know the bit around um, once you go past the caravan park and you go under the bridge and you go around um, along the river to get to the, the finish line. I know that section really well. So, mm. you know, 
And I could run. I was able to run, but then my stomach would go, oh, and so I'd have to walk for a bit until it stopped cramping, and then I'd run until it stopped. And I was at that point, I don't know when it started that I couldn't drink water anymore, but probably from about 80-odd Ks, I couldn't drink water anymore because when I would drink water, my stomach would seize up and cramp and make me either want to bath or go to the toilet. So um, what I was doing was just swilling, swishing my mouth with water and spitting it out because I figured that was getting something into me because I was still feeling thirsty and it would get rid of the dry mouth. But um, but basically, you know, for the last 20 Ks, I had no food pretty well, very small amount of food and no, not much water. And it was, yeah. oh, it was struggle street. <laughs> <laughs> it really was. And um. How is it from your perspective? Like, do I come across as like a whinger or like, and, and I won't feel like no. it is a criticism. I just want to know how, how I come across. No, basically as, as a crew, you, for a race like this, you know that you're going to have to be a bit of a, um, a bit of a pos positive yeah. influence. Yeah. Because, you know, when when the runner does come into the aid station, they they're just you know they're either lamenting what they've just done or they're looking forward to what they're what they're about to do, and it can be very daunting. And as a crew, you have to be um, very positive and kind of talk down what's what's coming up. Oh yeah, you'll be right. It's you know you've done this before. You know yeah. you know it's not that steep you know or it's or it's it's only short so it might be steep but it's only short yeah you know you, you've just got to basically twist well, the what, backs and yeah. twist the mood but I mean I, I not necessarily because even when you said that to me when I left clear sport you said um you know it's it's a descent for now which it wasn't there were some undulations <laughs> but I won't hold that against you well I didn't I've never you been didn't know. Place, no, so. I haven't <laughs> been that way normally we would it was yeah. a straight descent yeah um but um, but you said just one tough climb to go. And I thought, yeah, and that's right. That's really yeah. all it is, like seriously. And it didn't even take that long. It's not actually that long. I think in my mind it was about yeah. 20 kilometres, yeah. but it truly wasn't. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the thing. Mixed track is very steep. But it's like short. real steep, but it's not very long. No, no, it's it's short and, and definitely doable. Yeah. And um, so, um, yeah, so when you said it's just one tough yeah. climb to go, and, I, you know, I went, yeah, that's that's right, you yeah. know. Um, and, and then, um, so from there, it was just basically to the finish line. Yeah. Nice, easy jaunt, jaunt along the river, which, which was fine. I was actually, I was quite enjoying it. I, I wasn't hating it Yeah. and I wasn't going, Oh my God, I need to get to the finish. It wasn't like that. Mm -hmm. It was actually, you know, like I wasn't like sometimes towards the end of a race, I just, I like, just get me to the finish line again, but it wasn't like that. It was, yeah. it was actually okay. And, um, so I was a bit longer than I, I slowed down more in the second half than I wanted to yeah. and more than I ever normally do. And while I think my lack of preparation and training was a factor, I think the main factor was the lack of calories. Yeah. Um, because, um, and and honestly, when we got, you know, I finished and we got back to the room and, and I was feeling so sick. I had to get Ron to get me a bowl to put by the um bed because I was scared that if I needed to vomit in the night I wouldn't be able to run to the toilet yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it would take me too long that I vomited everywhere so um I mean I didn't end up vomiting but oh god I wanted to vomit <clears throat> you know you, you know that feeling where you get all the spit in your mouth yeah. pre-vomit I kept getting that and my stomach just felt so bad and I said to Ron I've never felt this like nauseous 
in a race before or any kind of long run or any event or anything. Like I get sick. I always do. That's I know that, but never like this. This yeah. was something completely different and completely horrible. Did you want to turn the potatoes yeah. off? We're cooking potatoes for mashed potatoes for tonight. And Ron keeps looking at the cooker. So that's done now. So, um, yeah, so I personally believe um, that I had some sort of bug or something um, because it's Monday and I'm still feeling a bit nauseous and and not able to eat properly. And, um, you know, and, and I think, I don't know, I work at schools, so, you know, who yeah. knows? And I think there was, from what I heard, there was a bit of gastro with some of the year sevens going around and I was teaching year seven. You know, so who knows? Um, I don't know. Could be just that my body was fine. But I, yeah. with the sleepiness, the weird sleepiness I had and the feeling sick even before the race, I don't know. I just I just wonder. And they're feeling sick normally because normally when I feel sick in a run, it goes away as soon as I finish. Yeah. But this didn't go away. Um, and so and normally, yeah, normally after a big run like this, you might not be able to eat immediately after, but, yeah. you know, a, a couple of hours after you're, yeah, you're, really, you're starting yeah. to find your appetite again but this um this was yeah something else and it just felt so bad and like I got up in the morning because we were staying with this other guy Glenn and he um because I couldn't sleep because my stomach was hurting so or feeling so bad and so he got up to do the the sky marathon and I got up and just sat and chatted with him and we're sitting there and talking but my stomach was talking the loudest because it was just going rawr, rawr, the whole time and he's like oh my god and it was just like oh so awful and it wasn't just talking because I could feel it it was so painful and so horrible and just oh I just felt so sick so um yeah I don't know I don't know what it was but I think mm. it was something something else um so you know anyway and and today at school I was at school today and I'm hobbling along through the gym with my class and one of this boy he runs up beside me he goes miss miss are you all right you're limping and I'm like oh yeah I did a 100k race on the weekend he goes oh did you win I went nah and he goes did you have fun I went nah <laughs> And he looked at me really confused, like, why would you do that? <laughs> and he, he looked at me confused and just ran off. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> so, um, But I thought that was a good um, summation yeah. of, of the race. Um, but as, when I say, did I have fun? fun? No. Nah. I mean, the start of it was good and I did enjoy it. And I had good chats with people and I saw lots of people I knew and it was great and the weather was sensational. Yeah. And it really was a huge challenge and I'm I'm proud of myself for um, having completed it and it shows that I can do, yeah. um, you know, 100K, whether or not I could do another one this weekend or even <laughs> want to is a, another a thing entirely. I was asked by Scott if my challenge was 1,200Ks in 12 weeks <laughs> and uh, um, cat or a possum? I'm not sure whether that was a cat yeah. or a possum. Um, um, and, and I went... Fuck no, not twelve hundred k's in twelve weeks. That's, no, no. Um, maybe, maybe the next challenge is um, a month of hundred k's. So a uh, hundred k's every weekend. Well, that's what he said. Twelve. No, uh, I'm I'm saying twelve. I think twelve weeks is too much. Bordering on ridiculous. But... Yes, but maybe four. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I like your thinking. No. Would you do them with me? No. <laughs> <laughs> You just set the challenge. You yeah, don't do it. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't do the challenges. I set them. <laughs> yeah, like the seven peaks, yeah, right? That's right. <laughs> um, so um, and, and I just want to make a comment about polls. All right, all right. I'm actually not a comment. I want to make a rant <laughs> about polls. All right, if you're listening, 
and you were doing Buffalo Stampede and you had poles, like seriously. Well, anyway, what I noticed was a lot of people not using poles. We were climbing up to clear spot and they had people packed their poles in their packs. And I said to one guy, excuse me, may I ask why you're not using your poles? This is us climbing up the steep climb. And he goes, oh, because I'm going to use my arms to drag me across the finish line. I said, well, did you know that if you use poles from the start, you can delay fatigue? But he wasn't having it. He was saving his poles. Like, why would you save your poles? I don't know. When you're tired. Um, why don't you use them? he would wear them out? I, I, don't, I don't understand. I don't understand. Like, use your poles to delay that. You're never going to yeah. stop yourself getting tired, but to delay it. And then I saw other people. When you're using poles and you're going up a steep incline, you're going to be leaning into the hill a bit. I would see people and standing upright using their poles. Like clearly the poles are not being used when that's mm. so learn how to use your poles properly, whether or not you come to one of my clinics. That's not what I'm getting at. But if you're going to use poles, use them. Otherwise, A, it's a waste of $300 or so. And B, it's a waste of the weight that you're carrying. Like use them properly. I did see a lot of people using them really well mm -hmm. and they were invaluable on some of the downhills. Um, I was passing people on the downhills using my poles and people using poles on the downhills. Um, so, and they did help, you know, I didn't always use them on the downhills because I don't like to always, mm -hmm. but it's good to have that skill in your repertoire. So practice with your poles and use them. Don't leave them in your pack for wrong. <laughs> for later on like yeah. seriously don't don't keep them as a special treat for when you're tired use them to stop you getting tired so quickly yeah and um oh for me they were just a godsend like i i, I don't know how people do that course without poles quite mm -hmm. frankly like I, I truly don't um especially mix yeah you know yeah yeah so any any oh no ron has agreed to kind of partake in the challenge Yes. So, and he sounds so excited. As it stands, yes. um, and having discussed the runs we're going to be doing, I will probably be doing a six in 12. Yes, you will be doing That'll a six. That'll be as close 12. as I get to. So, I will probably be doing every second one as, as well, it will be basically every stands. second one. So, yeah. he's going to do May at the prom. Yep. We've already signed up for Ultra Adelaide. Yep. Um, which is July. Mm hmm. Then September, you're going to do the Austrian one with me. Yeah. Then, um, so, yeah, well, because you're going to miss October and November, but you're going to do December with me and yeah. February, yeah. which because you did February and March, that kind of makes up for the October and November. Yeah. So so it still will be six. Yep. Which is, um, considering before this, I had only done three um, in yeah. total. 100k races and one of them i'd already roped you into too yeah it's going to be a substantial increase in my I'm, a, I'm a good influence <laughs> on you aren't i that's right yes so it will be a yeah quite an increase in my 100k repertoire yes so um but yeah. i think you underestimate yourself i think you are more than capable but i suppose it is a lot i just kind of forget that you're not like me maybe. that's it yeah that's right <laughs> it's um am i Oh no! Now I feel guilty. <laughs> yes. We'll talk some more. You would you wouldn't catch me doing two hundreds in two weeks. So one week, pretty much. Right. I know. Yeah, <laughs> we've had we've, we've had this had, argument yes. a few times. Can you tell? Uh, <laughs> it's one week. It's like eight days. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, you wouldn't catch me, but not not only trying to do that, but but um, being able to do that because yeah. 
that takes experience and practice. Yeah. Well, not that I, I've done I it think, before, but yeah. No, no, I mean experience in yeah, lots and lots in of lots of pushing your body and yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That, that's why you know people don't get off the couch and do a hundred k's. No, no, because it's still not like, that I'm getting up. Because couch. what I'm thinking, what I'm finding is, as two hundred milers, a hundred milers, and two hundred milers becoming more popular, people are seeing the hundred k. Oh, it's just the you know a short distance. Yeah. It's actually not. It's still a lot for the body to recover from and it's still a lot to do. Yeah. So don't be um, misled by people who, you know, oh, it's only 100K. It is a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. Um, And, um, you know, the 100 miler is not the new 100K. The 100K is still the 100K and it's still really hard and 100 miler is just like really, really hard and 200 miler is just too much. But they're, they're, um, I mean, really when you look at them, they they're completely different yes. beasts. Like mm. you know, for a two hundred miler, you're not going to be running that much. No, um, it's and you're going to be sleeping. Hike. You're going to have to yeah. sleep, and you're going to have to hike a lot. And a hundred miler, also, you might run a little bit to start with, but still, you know, unless you're you know Killing. right up the pointy end, for most of us mere mortals, it is still just a, a long hike. Whereas with a hundred k's, you can do a lot more running. It's you know. Unless it, you know, once again at Mount Buffalo where you're doing lots yeah. of steep stuff, but for Oxfam, we still, you know, a lot of it was runnable, yes. even even at the end. Yes. So a hundred k is much more of a running race, which makes it harder on the body. Yeah. And so the hundred miles and two hundred miles, they're hard because of the fatigue levels, but yeah. actually the the effect on the body is not as bad on the musculature, I should say, and yeah. you know, is is not as intense as with a hundred k. So. Yeah. Don't underestimate yeah. the 100K and, and really respect the distance in spite of what I'm doing, which is not respecting the distance. <laughs> Please do um, because I'm just doing this as a personal challenge because I couldn't be bothered doing a 200-miler at this point, to be honest. So this is kind of just a different sort of a challenge yeah. for me. Um, yes, and I wanted to give a shout-out to Angus, who I saw on the big walk. He was having a cramp going up there, and he said, love the pod, and mm-hmm. I said, Hi, what's your name? And so anyway, so hi, Angus, and thanks for listening. Um, And don't forget that, you know, I love to hear what you think of the podcast and I would really love it if you would rate, review and subscribe. It's easy to review and it absolutely makes my day. Um, You know, I say that a lot, but it it truly does. You know, we all like a little bit of positive feedback and, you know, maybe even for Ron, you know, (laughs) something. (laughs) you know, um, anyway, and, um, of course, don't forget Peak Chocolate, um, getting 15% off at checkout with the code Isabel Ross, um, and the Flex Beam, um, get 10% off at check checkout. I don't know what I was going to say then, <laughs> um, with the code Isabel Ross 10. And, you know, once again, I was eating Peak Chocolate in the race, Mm-hmm. Using the flex beam before, I was using the flex beam last night, wasn't yeah. I? When we got back, it was great on my lower back. Um, you know, I, I'm promoting these products because they are products I believe in. I don't, I'm not the kind of person that would promote products that I don't actually think works. That's not the way I work. Um, so, um, yeah, I honestly do believe in them. So um, yeah. give them a crack yourself. Um, was there anything you wanted to add or anything? No, you just were thinking? Uh, what's next? The prom. The prom. So that is sixth uh, of May. Yes, sixth of May. Yeah. So we've got um, about five weeks. Yep. And in between, then we've got the wedding. Yes, that is next for us. Yep. Um, our 
And then, of course, on the 30th of April, we have the free trail run up at Lake oh, yes. yeah, where you will see Ron and I yep. running around. Um, so we will be there. Come along. Um, I'll do some more posting about that, but check that out. Go look at Lake Martin. There'll be all information there on that free um, trail run. And it's going to be, you know, a really good um, sort of community style event. So it'd be great yep. if you could make it up for that. We'll have just gotten back from our honeymoon, yes, but that's, that's right. okay. Yeah, we might we might be a little bit um, sun-tanned sun -tanned <laughs> and slow because although we will still do some training, yeah. um, we won't be doing as much as much training because that's perfect training for 100 k's to because yeah. the 100 k will be the week later. You yeah, know that, that's don't right, we? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we'll be tapering. Yeah, we'll be yeah, tapering. yeah. That's right, tapering. <laughs> <laughs> um, with wine and good yes. food as well. So, but, you know, sometimes, you know, that bit of extra rest, you never know. Mm. Um, anyway, so try and make it for that. Also, I have got the menopause workshop coming up. So check out the website for that. Um, yeah, so we will be at the Prom Ultra. If you are there, please do say hi, um, you mm. know. And, um, yeah, okay. and, and I am interviewing on Wednesday night for next week's pod. I'm interviewing Joffred Mackett, who just got – the Australian record for the 48-hour um, walk. Um, so he's one of my clients and he bested that by heaps. You'll find out more exactly about all of that. Just and, and that's a record that's stood for 13 years. So, I mean, absolutely amazing. He came second to Camille Heron, mm -hmm. which, you know, if you're going to come second to anybody, yep. she's the one. That's right. So, um, so who, who also. Yeah, she uh, broke the world record. The world record. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I'd have loved to have interviewed her, but, you know, I tried. That's why if you rate, review and subscribe, it pushes the podcast up the charts a bit more and people are more inclined to go on podcasts that are higher up. Um, so if help a girl out, please, and um, rate, review and subscribe, and then, you know, I can get some of these bigger names on because I'm um, – that's kind of fun too, as much as I like having the other kinds of chats. I like to mix it up with the podcast, not just all interviews. But, yes, next week's is an interview with Joffred, um, which should be pretty awesome because mm. he's an amazing guy. Yep. All righty. Okay. Let's go have mashed potatoes. Yummy. <laughs> <laughs> That's not all we're having. We're having no. pork steaky thingies. Yeah, pork steaks, mashed and potatoes a salad. and a salad. Yes. All righty. Well, thanks for tuning in. Well, this has gone longer than I expected. I thought we were only going to chat for half an hour or so. That's my problem is I waffle. <laughs> um, all righty. It's because we're endurance athletes. That's right. Yeah, endurance <laughs> athletes, endurance talkers. Yeah, talkers. as well. All right. Have a great rest of your run if that's what you're doing or whatever it is that you're doing. Have fun. Make sure you're enjoying what you do. Have a great week. Have a great Easter. Have a lovely oh, yes. Easter. Time with family, friends. Have a break from work, you know, get some good runs in. Um, the weather's looking like crap if you're in Melbourne. It looks like it's going to rain the whole time, but, you know, that's okay. You're not yeah. at work. That's no. the main that's thing. That's it. Yeah. So it's right. easier to handle the rain if yes. you're not at work. Enjoy the chocolate and have a great Easter and see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.